This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Zoom comments. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And with a lot of the comments that we got about each individual song from Zoom, they would split off into their thoughts on the album Zoom. So what I did was edit out their comments about the album, and I was going to set them aside for this special podcast, because me and Winsensen aren't the final word on Zoom. There are other people out there, surprisingly, who bought Zoom and actually listened to it. So here are some of the comments. Some people like it, some people not so much. So here we go. Jerry Solon says, Yep, agree with everything you said, Eric Paul Johnson. I remember when I bought the CD this summer day and right after I walked out to the big square in the city-centered Malmö in Sweden with my CD in my hand and I shouted out for everyone to hear that this is a historic moment, people. ELO has just got back together after 15 years. It's my CD. It's mine. Now get yours. 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 I threw together a listening party with heavy ELO fans, put it on, and... Huh. Okay. We all shouted with joy when we heard, All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, with... That sounded really ELO-ish with the backing vocals and everything. Even in a waltz version of that at the end. Other than that? Hmm. Yeah. ELO? Where? No, it's Jeff making a new solo album, and that's great, of course. I've always thought of Zoom as a solo album, and then it actually becomes... Alright, but as a ELO album? Come on. He lied to us through song! I hate when people do that! Also, I'm having a hard time picturing a Swede shouting stuff in the city square. Huh. All those silent looks just surrounding you at the time. That, that must have been fun. <laughs> a lot more fun, though, than probably listening to Zoom was. I don't know what we're yelling about! Mitch Barloga. This is nothing close to a true ELO album. But great music nonetheless. There are certainly hints of ELO on here, but more a Jeff solo project. Still great music. Tracer Anthony says... Fifteen years later, Jefflin embarks upon the initial stage of his solo career while dropping the ELO logo on the front cover to generate interest. Mike Hudson. Okay, I'm not getting involved in the tired old debate of what constitutes an ELO album versus a Jefflin solo album. Jeff owns all the rights to the name ELO. And quite frankly, if he wants to put out an album of all polka music or all kazoo music and call it ELO, then that's well within his rights, I suppose. Uh, by the way, I would love to hear a Jefflin Polka Kazoo album. That would be fantastic. At least it would sound different. A cheerful change from the humdrum morning fair. Back to his comment. It would have been nice to have had a regular drummer and bassist on the album as well. And I'm pretty sure I know who most people would have voted to fill the role of drummer. I would have voted the same way. But I understand that there was probably still ill feelings going on in that respect but there could have been someone else. I know we got Ringo on a couple of tracks on this album. Heck, why not have used Ringo the entire album? I would have had no problem with that at all. It would have actually been kind of cool for the drummer from my second all-time favorite band to become a member 
of my all-time favorite brand. But even if not Ringo, what about Greg Bisonette? And while we're at it, why not Matt Bisonette on bass? Especially since those two were part of the Zoom touring band. But I suppose they probably hadn't even been considered yet when the recording was taking place. When this album was first released, the mastering on it had a flatter sound than it had when it was later re-released with new mastering and also a new album cover. The new mastering was brighter and more lively sounding. The former mastering was closer to what would follow on the next two albums, Alone in the Universe and From Out of Nowhere. Thankfully, it was remastered. Maybe they'll do the same with Alone in the Universe and Foon. Zoom sounds considerably better on the re-release. I've never heard the re-release. I'm, uh, now I'm curious. I'm going to have to get that and see what that's like. Uh, let's see. He's got more to say here. It's been argued a bunch of times why the album art was changed. It's basically the same design, just by a different artist. And it's easy to identify which is which because there are considerable differences in the artwork and also in the font used in, for the lettering of the band name and album title. It's been speculated that perhaps this change in artwork was due to the re-release being on a different label. And perhaps there was some kind of legal issue with using the original artwork again. Whether this is true or not, I don't know. I actually like the artwork on the cover of this album. I prefer the original version better though. The ship has more of a board-like look to it. The newer one is tilted more toward the viewer and is smoother than the original. It's a little too slick for my liking. The original cover has more of a gold tone to it, whereas the newer version has more of a brass tone. And I like the font for the lettering better on the original. With that being said, I think the title Zoom is probably the worst title in the entire ELO catalog. Yeah, I'd have to agree with him. It just sounds silly to me, and it always reminds me of a public broadcasting children's show that used to come on here in the afternoons in the United States. That show was called Zoom. Remember, I used to watch that when I was a kid. Also, at the time of this album came out, around that time, there was a car commercial that would use uh, zoom, 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 and in, in their commercials, and and I did not like that either. Um, not sure where Jeff got the title from. Hopefully, it was not. Richard Tandy's suggestion. And if it wasn't, maybe Jeff needed to let Richard title the album, like he did many of the past ELO albums. And before I forget it, yes, I like the spaceship being used on the cover of this album, but I think this should have been the last ELO album cover to feature a spaceship. The ships on the next two albums just seem to be derived from the Out of the Blue ship too much. Like many of the box sets and collections that have been released over the years, it's time to do different things with the ELO logo. Like on Discovery, that was a fantastic use of the ELO logo. I'd have loved to have seen the logo used in a multitude of other ways besides spaceships. After all, this is ELO, not Boston. Don't do it again. Yeah, I think it's time to come up with another ELO album cover. Secret Messages was pretty cool. Time, that was a pretty cool album cover and still fitting in the ELO letters in there and their ELO style. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just apply to the album covers. 
Time for something different, Jeff. Trevor Raggett says, as is per my want, with the new album coming up on the podcast, I've been putting Zoom on regular rotation. And still like Candy Floss, a few seconds after enjoying them, the songs have faded to nothing in my memory. When you consider the number of earworms that Jeff wrote in the classic ELO years, that's a real shame. Oh, and Eric Paul, Candy Floss is uh, cotton candy. Oh, well, thank you for thinking that I'm so dumb I had to have Candy Floss explained to me, Wayne Simpson. Because <laughs> I did. I didn't, I didn't think it was cotton candy. I thought it was like those candy necklaces, so. But I never would have had Candy Floss because I don't like cotton candy, which kind of works out for the best because, you know. Diabetes. Corey Gomel, if I remember correctly, Jeff stated he named the LP Zoom due to time zooming on by. Also, did you know Zoom was also the title of the fifth studio album released by The Knack in 1998? I didn't know The Knack released anything after 1982? Come on, Eric! Wake up, mate! Eldon Warfield says, I enjoy this whole album. We had waited so long, and to me, this was a great gift and thoroughly enjoyable. Going to break it out and listen all day today. Woohoo! Aaron Jansen. Back sometime between 2007 and 2009, at the local farmer's market, there was a booth that sold CDs and DVDs. I guess they once had a full store, but due to lack of business had to shut down, and this was their attempt at breaking even. It was there that I found Zoom, an album that I didn't expect to ever get my hands on. Oh, I was about as ecstatic as one could be. I also really liked the album. Was it classic ELO? No, but it was a solid album. At that point, I probably owned, in order of purchase, their greatest hits, El Dorado, On the Third Day, Face the Music, Out of the Blue, and Balance of Power. Unlike most fans, I heard Zoom before I heard the amazing album tracks on a new world record, Time and Discovery. I think Zoom is ELO's best album since Time. Secret Messages has its moments, but just didn't do for me what the other albums did. And we can all agree on Zoom being better than Balance of Power. Am I right? Yeah, I'll give you that one. My father stopped following music essentially after 79. He had heard that ELO had dropped their iconic sound, but never chanced at buying another ELO record. As I got the later ELO albums, I would play them for him. He didn't even like Time, although he did like Rain Is Falling. Personally, I don't think he gave Time the chance it deserved. His thoughts on Zoom? It seemed like if it didn't hearken to their heyday sound, he wasn't going to pay much attention to it. He thought it sounded more like the Beatles than ELO, especially Easy Money. I think one reason why I cherish Zoom more than the average ELO fan is because I first heard it in my early teens. Music was still relatively new to me, and it stuck as a soundtrack to part of my life. Just the same way certain albums soundtracked to your youth. Yeah, I can understand that. That's why I still listen to Barry Manilow and the Starland vocal band. Not my fault. I was a kid in the 70s and you couldn't get away from that stuff back then. This one's for you, Damian Griffin says, Personally, 
I like the whole album, and it really does come on far better than the last two releases. I do remember the arguments about this when it first came out, about whether it was ELO or Jeff Lynne's solo, and to be honest, I didn't care. It was awesome. Personally, I liked the album. It was more blank than ELO had ever been with more open space. Instead of putting orchestras and choirs in, it had a more vacant feel, but it wasn't a bad thing. Mark Jealous. I'll give this album three and a bit out of five. Favorite track? Ordinary Dream. Least favorite track? All right. My main extra comment for this album is the sound quality, which to my ears is not great. Certainly the 70s Musicland albums sounded really good. Here it's more like the rather muddy, fuzzy feel of On the Third Day. Okay, in 1973 not everyone had access to great studios, and ELO were hardly a big band at the time. But by 2001, I would have thought even a home studio would have given better output than we got here. Even more beguiling is that the 2013 re-release sounded much better, so it makes me think the original sound was a choice. I know Jeff was into a simpler sound by now, but I'd hope for a better sound than we got here. Apparently I gotta go get that uh, Zoom re-release. I need to act and I need to act now. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I am scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through the stuff here. Okay, there we go.